you're talking a 50-year impact. Yeah. You're, you're talking about a whole generation. Wow. And I don't want... I don't want to be guilty of thinking too small, and I think this group uh, is going to do tremendous work in setting our, our sights on some really uh, big goals. All right, what's going on, guys? Caden Cleveland here with the Oklahoma State Senate, and you're joining us for another episode of OK Senate on Deck. It's a podcast that we shoot here from the Oklahoma State Capitol. Well, Oklahoma healthcare, it's been a major topic of discussion as of late. So what we're going to be doing on today's podcast is bringing on special guests along with Senator Greg Tree, who we have each week. But our special guest is Senator Greg McCourtney. Uh, Senator McCourtney is the co-chair of a healthcare working group that's taking place within the Oklahoma legislature right now. So what we're going to be doing is having discussion of what all that healthcare working group is uh, is working to accomplish and hear from them on what the Oklahoma legislature is doing to help with the healthcare of uh, everyday Oklahomans. Anyways, hang tight guys and we will be right back. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of OK Senate on Deck. As I mentioned just a moment ago, we have a special guest this week, Senator Greg McCourtney. Senator, thank you so much for joining us this week. Hey, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Absolutely. And then, of course, just like every week, we'll have the pro tem of the Oklahoma State Senate, Senator Greg Tree. Greg Tree, yes. yes. No, the very, very special. Spe- well, we got special guest, Senator Greg McCourtney, and of course, just the pro tem yeah. of the Oklahoma Senate. So I'm, I'm deeply offended. We have Let's special. Move on. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. Um, Senator McCourtney, we, uh, we hear from Senator Treat all the time about he's very busy uh, during the interim, meeting with constituents, going, going all around his district. Uh, just for the people who are uh, listening in for the first time uh, this week and may not know your background, do you mind giving us a little bit of a um, background on, on what expertise you bring to the Senate, uh, what your district is, and uh, kind of the work that you've been doing over the interim? Sure. So uh, my, my district, I'm from Ada, born and raised in Ada. My district covers uh, Ada, all of Pontotoc County, and then parts of four other counties. Okay. Uh, Holdenville and Paul's Valley would be the other two uh, large uh, population centers inside the district. So it uh, takes two hours to drive the district east to west, so it's a pretty uh, pretty big district for sure. And I see you up here quite a bit, so pretty big commitment coming up here to the Capitol quite often. I, uh, I if, if the pro tem would quit giving me work to do, I might come here less often. But I think he just, he knows anybody named Greg must be pretty dang smart, so he just keeps uh, putting me in charge of things, and so I keep coming up here and doing what he tells me to. Hasn't gone wrong so far, Very right? true, yeah, very true. <laughs> awesome. So um, just, uh, you're from Ada. Uh, what are some of the things that you've been working on over the over the so far. Sure. So the interim, uh, and I'm really getting ready for the the healthcare stuff. I, yeah. I knew it was coming. Uh, whether or not I was going to be the chair, whether or not I was going to be on the working group, yeah. uh, clearly I was going to be one of the people involved in this somehow. And so, uh, really lining that up and, and learning the things I needed to learn to have the baseline to to be able to move forward. And then just a lot of things in in the district uh, between. Uh, you know, session, but then spe- the special sessions that we've had and everything else that's gone on over the last couple of years, 
I hadn't been able to get around the district as much as I wanted to. And so uh, just being able to, to show up to, to chamber meetings or, you know, host some town halls, that type of stuff. Right. Uh, it's been really good to do that. That's and good. then uh, in all honesty, I, I took some time to reconnect with my family after, that, uh, yeah. after a long, hard campaign. And then a couple of brutal years up here, uh, got yeah, to your first two years. We're in special session, uh, back to back too. So 18 uh, months straight of session, not the four months that everyone thinks we do. I think they call that just throwing you in the deep end right I, absolutely my, my class got thrown in the deep end and and then Put a couple seam of blocks around your ankle too uh, yeah. yeah that's the, <laughs> it sure felt like it at times so yeah. uh so it's been a, a good chance to to spend a little extra time with my kids that's i've good. got you know uh junior in high school a, a freshman and an eighth grader and so uh running out of time to be with them and so yeah. I, I got to spend some time this summer doing that and awesome that was, that was great. Love it. Absolutely. Well, uh, moving into, you mentioned one of the topics I, I really want to get into uh, this week, and uh, that's the healthcare working group that you have been named the co-chair of for BioProTem. Um, ProTem, I want to ask you, uh, if you don't mind giving us some, some background for, uh, for somebody who may not know all the, all the ins and outs of what exactly this working group is and uh, what the purpose is behind it. Would you mind kind of giving us, uh, filling in the blanks for us, if you would? Yeah. Uh, obviously, healthcare is a huge issue. Yeah. Uh, nationwide, not just in Oklahoma, but Oklahoma, it's magnified because our access to health care, the cost of health care uh, continue to rise. It's cost everywhere. Mm -hmm. Access is, is worse in Oklahoma uh, than many states in the union. We've got to do uh, something to improve that. Uh, there are many great health care providers, but they're concentrated in the urban, suburban areas and a lot of rural Oklahoma and some of the urban underserved areas, uh, it, it's exacerbated in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And so we're looking at healthcare reform holistically. The governor, the speaker, and I met all last session on a myriad of issues, but healthcare kept coming up. Yeah. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? We've got to not just have an answer of no, we're not doing this. We've got to have a proactive answer wow. of what are we going to do. Right. And so Senator McCourtney's uh, one of the experts. I mean, his, his history of private sector, uh, hospice, and, and family and pharmacy and all that has some expertise that I just don't have. Uh, as the vice chair of the health committee, uh, with Senator Smalley serving as chair, he has played an integral role in trying to set the health care policy of the Senate. Right. He had some legislation last year that we pumped the brakes on. There wasn't the buy-in necessary to get it all the way to the end, but there was a lot of buy-in on the Senate. And I wanted to make sure that when we looked at this health care issue, we didn't look at it just, what are we going to do on Medicaid? Huh. What are we going to do... Uh, you know, he, he tackled the PBM issue this year, which is huge, and Congress is, is finally taking it up. But yeah. so when it was an obvious choice, who would be the co-chair from the Senate side? Uh, no offense to anyone else in the Senate, but he's invested a lot of time and research in That's it. right, yeah. Uh, and a lifetime uh, in providing health care uh, to those people who are the most vulnerable at the end of their life a lot uh, of, of his career. Yeah. So. I wanted him to be involved, uh, and uh, the speaker put Marcus McIntyre uh, on, Representative Marcus McIntyre is the co-chair, and this is a unique uh, working group. Mm -hmm. uh, it, the governor has two appointments to it as well, so the governor's got a couple people on it. So this is the speaker, the governor, and I locking arms and saying, how can we improve Oklahoma's health care? That's good. So two quick follow-up questions for you, th things that you mentioned there. One, you mentioned that the House is involved, the Senate's involved, and also the governor's office is yeah. involved. Um, first question, is that is that unique in, in, in that setup? And then second question is, uh, you mentioned um, 
it's it, the holistic approach of what this uh, working group is trying to accomplish. Uh, I think a lot of the attention right now has been on, on the word Medicaid and Medicaid reform. Uh, is that just the topic or is it going, is it outside that topic as well? Do you mind kind of? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll address it and then yeah. Senator McCorney jump yeah, in please. because he's been running the meetings uh, and setting the agenda. Yes. So he'll have more specific information. But I can tell you from the charge from the pro tem speaker and the governor, I don't normally talk about myself in third person, but uh, is to look at healthcare in a much more holistic way, not just to look at. So I'm going to say a word that has many toxic meanings and positive meanings to different people, but when they think about healthcare, they just think Medicaid expansion or Medicaid don't expand. We've got to look at the whole picture. That's that's one component of the picture, and there's obviously a, a, a ballot initiative that's being circulated right now to get signatures. So that's obviously on people's radar. But the issue of healthcare predated uh, Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act. Access is a real issue, yeah. uh, and uh, critical access areas around the state uh, has been an issue way predating anything Congress did. So we've got to look at it. We've got to, to come up with a plan that fits Oklahoma's needs. Needs, sorry. And I think Senator McCourtney is a perfect person for that. I think if you listen to him when he talks about what the meetings they've had thus far, what the agendas have been. You can see it's not just focused on Medicaid. It's focused much more uh, broadly. Absolutely. And I, I think the easiest way that I've found to, to say this is health insurance does not make anyone healthy. I mean, just because you have health insurance, if you don't use it, or if you have health insurance but you don't have access to a doctor, that that does no good for you whatsoever. And so when we start to look at the state of Oklahoma, and so the first week of our meetings, uh, we just looked at those statistics. We, we're 47th in the nation in health rankings. So there are only two states below us, really, or three, depending on how you look right. at it, uh, that are less healthy than wow. we are. Uh, it quite literally, uh, in southeast Oklahoma, where I'm from, just being born where I was born, I'm expected to die significantly younger than people even in Oklahoma City. Wow. And that's a problem. And the people in Oklahoma City are expected to die younger than most anywhere else in the nation. So I mean, we're not talking about, you know, oh, just how you pay for health care. Right. Uh, we're talking about how do we become more healthy? That's how right. do we not die young? Okay. I mean, that's that's a big that's a big deal. Right. Uh, not much, not, not many things that are bigger than that, than that life, life and death thing. Right. And so, so that's what we're tasked with. And, and everyone wants to focus on Medicaid expansion. And, and there's, you know, 17% of the people in Oklahoma, I think that number's right, that don't have coverage, mm -hmm. that don't have insurance coverage. Well, even if we fix that problem, we're clearly still a very unhealthy state. Yeah. So that's, really not our focus. Right. Yes, it's a question we're going to have to discuss, uh, but we're really here to discuss how do we become more healthy. That's good. So, so I was on the phone, just jump in real quick. Yeah. Uh, this will be new information to you. I haven't shared this with you yet, but I got on the phone with my healthcare authority appointments. The Under the new uh, way we have set up government under Governor Stitt's uh, leadership, you know, he is able to put the healthcare authority director in, but pro tem, myself, uh, have two appointments, uh, and I sought input from everyone in the caucus uh, and, and the minority caucus as well of who would be a good fit in the healthcare authority uh, for my two appointments. And so I check in on all my appointments 
routinely. Mm -hmm. And just uh, last week, uh, called both the Healthcare Authority Board directors, and one of them is working on the strategic vision, and he talked about goals, like what goals do they have? And I threw one out. I mean, just just to piggyback on what you're talking about, uh, our child mortality rates are much higher uh, than the rest of the country. Wow. Uh, and we've got to tackle that. So that was just one measurement that I threw out of, hey, if we can improve here, yeah. uh, it improves the whole health outcome for the state. Because if you look at it, child mortality rates are tied to prenatal care uh, of vulnerable females in the state and other health indicators, diabetes, things like that, that extend the life uh, of Oklahomans. And it's, it's a real issue. It's not just a philosophical debate or a political debate. Right. Uh, it is, it, we're really talking about real lives here. Wow. That's good. So just listening to both of you speak on about <clears throat> what the working group is working on accomplishing, it's not just narrowed down to one uh, single topic. There's an, a whole array of different topics that are being discussed, but the main objective, it sounds like, is to better the health of Oklahomans. Is that is that the boiled down uh, version? I guess is what you could say. Yes, and I mean it, it's intimidating every time I think about that. That I mean nothing short of the entirety of the state of Oklahoma becoming healthier. Right. Uh, no pressure. No, yeah, no right. pressure. Yeah. No pressure. Yeah. Just you know, if we can make sure everybody in the entire state's healthier, then we will have done our job. And if we don't do that, then we will have failed. And that's a, a just a huge task. Yeah. And it's incredibly complex. Okay, so getting more, uh, I guess, into the complexity of the weeds just a little bit. So you are, actually, we're filming this in the middle of your your break time, your lunch break for your third right. uh, health health uh, care working group. What has been discussed so far in the weeks that you've uh, you've actually had these meetings? Sure, so in week one, we, we looked at, at health statistics. We had the Department of Health and the Health Care Authority come in and talk about, you know, well, mainly miserable statistics and, yeah, infant mortality. Yeah. Um, all of those types of things that we are in the low 40s in almost every health category that anybody tracks. Uh, and so just really looked at that. Uh, week number two, we looked, which I think everybody was shocked, we talked about nothing except for Department of Corrections. Uh because healthcare, A, in Department of Corrections is very expensive. Yeah. Uh, and so how do we pay for that? How are we doing that now? Uh, there are other states. Ohio does it so much better than we do. I mean, we can learn from them. Uh, but the biggest thing in that, and no one thinks about it, is when you get out of jail right. or if you get out of prison, if you don't have access to health care, Odds are you're going back. I mean, I, so if you're a mental health patient, you need medication. With that medication, you can be a great part of the workforce. Without that medication, we're going to have trouble. Right now, we let you out. No real defined way how you're going to get those medicines. None of those things. So we spent the entire week just talking about. I think that's an important corrections. point, though. When people talk about healthcare, they oftentimes get real specific and think about colds, flus, cancer. Mental health is an extremely important component that does contribute to our, our negative uh, rankings in the country. Uh, and so I'm glad that you all put some focus on that. Yeah, it, it really hurts our rankings. And, and also just, again, if we're going to talk about money, I mean, there's real money in recidivism rate in Department of Corrections. Right. These people are going back to prison because we didn't give them the chance to succeed because we didn't give them access to the medicine that we knew they needed. We gave them the medicine while they were incarcerated, then didn't 
give them access to it when they got out. That just makes no sense. Wow. So it sounds like the first week was kind of a 30,000 foot, foot yeah. view, and the second week got into more of the correction side of it. What is this third week about? I, I, saw, the, I saw the agenda for it. It seemed interesting. It, yeah, so it's a multiple topics. So we <laughs> spent the, the first, uh, first part of this morning on healthcare data, a health information uh, network. Right. So it was total nerd morning, <laughs> um, and it hurt my brain. Uh, but basically, when we talk about we're gonna, we want the state of Oklahoma to be healthier, mm-hmm. unless we have access to data, we'll never know if we're doing any good. And wow. so how do we do that? How do we get the information that we need to know, okay, hey, we tried this and it worked, or we tried this and it didn't work. Well, right now we just try it and go, okay, well, we passed a bill, so everything's solved, when in reality we have no idea if if what we've done is is actually moving the needle. And so we spent time this morning just talking about that data part. one of the things we which found loft will help in. Yes. Uh, Continue which, on. I got to put the plug in for Senate Bill One loft. <laughs> well, you, he's describing it to me, and I was like, go. "This kind of sounds like the <laughs> purpose go. of uh, the uh, legislative uh, office of Sorry, sorry. Happy, happy I could help. Yeah. I saw a rabbit trail, and I had to <laughs> go down. I'm shocked. <laughs> uh, right. totally sure. Sorry about that. Please. <laughs> All right. So the one of the things we found out in week one that it was really the biggest aha moment for me so far uh, is it's the Department of Health has it. They call it their three four sixty five. Uh, there are three behaviors that people in Oklahoma do much were much worse than the rest of the nation. Uh, one of them is tobacco use, right. sedentary lifestyle, so we don't exercise, and then we have poor diet. Those three things lead to four diseases that cause 65% of the deaths in the state of Oklahoma. That's crazy. So if we go through this whole process and we don't talk about and work on tobacco, exercise, and diet, then we will have completely missed the mark. And so we spent the second half of this morning, American Cancer Society was here, and they uh, talked about what what other states have done okay. legislatively, policies that have made a difference, that have, have really moved that needle right. on, on tobacco use. And so uh, this afternoon, we're talking about social determinants of health. We'll spend the entire afternoon, and the easiest way to explain what that is is uh, I can look at things in your life and, and pretty well predict your healthcare outcomes. Right. Uh, and the easiest example of that is if you're homeless and living under a bridge, it's going to be really hard for you to be healthy. I mean, that's just, that's absolutely logical. And so we're going to look at those things, uh, homelessness, access to food, uh, the list of social determinants goes on and right. on. Uh, so it's not things, you know, it's not a, not the stuff you do right. at the doctor. This is much more about what can we do Access to medication, going back again uh, to the mental health population and the diabetic population. Uh, So those social determinants, just the access to things we we have to deal with. And so that's that's what we're going to be talking about the rest of the day today. That's good. And that kind of feeds into the the discussion we had earlier about just how many different variables there are going into this this equation. So, um, well... uh, Let me jump in. Yes, please. Because I think he has a unique... uh, perspective on this being from Ada. Uh, he actually took me down to uh, Chickasaw Nation, has a really nice hospital down there that serves a huge part of the population. And a lot of our health indicators are tied in uh, somewhat in our tribal populations actually have exacerbated numbers on some of the ones we do. 
So are I don't know if you have this, so I'm asking the, just blindly, but have you planned on bringing any of the tribal partners in to see where can we partner around the state for access to care? Because I do know That's that they question. bring some resources to bear, and I was very impressed on the, the tour you took me on two years ago, I guess. Okay. Uh, yes. So the answer is yes. I, I, I think three weeks from now, maybe, uh, we'll have, in, I think it's in the afternoon, uh, some tribal leaders coming in to talk about how their healthcare system and our healthcare system can can work together, um, and there are things on data which we talked about this morning. Um, but there there's some financial incentives that if we work together, uh, some some things that it's boy I could get way in the weeds here. <laughs> uh, but yes, I mean Mr. That, Patrick, we have 39 federally recognized tribes that that all have healthcare dollars. Some of them still contract with IHS, but the majority of them, the ones that I've dealt with, have moved over to providing their own healthcare system and been very innovative as of late. Right, and that absolutely in in my district, in my part of the state, uh, the biggest healthcare providers or some of the biggest healthcare providers are the tribes. Uh, that Chickasaw Nation Medical Center in Ada is I would. I would put that hospital up against pretty much any in the state. Uh, it is a very nice facility, uh, and they do a, a whole lot of good work there. And that also ties into when we do start talking about uninsured rates and things Perfect. like that. So I think one of the things that's really important to look at when you talk about the Native American health care uh, is the fact that some people choose to be, quote-unquote, uninsured because they have access to a doctor, they have access to a hospital, uh, they have access to a dentist. I mean, in all reality, if I was a member of the Chickasaw Nation and I lived in Ada, right. I don't know what my incentive would be to pay $1,000 a month for health insurance right. for my family like yeah, I do US now. Yeah, the U.S. Census counts if, if you have Indian Health Services, your sole provider, or the tribal health care, uh, they count you as uninsured. So that does inflate Oklahoma's number uh, some. Right. Right, so we're, we're definitely going to have to talk about that, and, and I think that there's some teamwork, and, and in discussions with the tribes, I think they're very much willing to, to work together to, to help us awesome. solve these problems. Love it, love it. Okay, one last question I want to get both of your opinions on real quickly, because I know you got to get back to, uh, back to the healthcare working group. Um, pro tip, well, and really both of you, if there's, if there's really one thing to... Um, that you're hoping that this working group is able to accomplish. If we, uh, fast forwarding a few months from now and we look at um, all the meetings that the man had and everything, what do you hope is accomplished by this working group? Pro Tim, I'll throw that to you first. Yeah, so sorry to bring up marijuana, Senator McCourtney, but last year <laughs> uh, I, I appointed him as the co-chair of a working group on marijuana. Right. Uh, obviously a state question had just passed yep. on that and we were trying to work through some uh, statutory needs that we would have to do to, to make sure people were safe and the product was safe, yeah. uh, and workplace was safe. And so uh, he and, and his co-chair at that time, Representative Eccles, the majority leader of the House, did a beautiful job of marshalling the, the people together and having, I think, a unanimous vote at the end for how to proceed. Um, and so I think there's this expectation that somehow we're going to have some unanimous, but this is a much more um, muddy issue. Yeah. Uh, uh, than the marijuana issue was. Uh, but my hope is that we come out uh, unified with our counterparts in the House and with the governor's office on what direction, what goals are we going to set for the state of Oklahoma, what metrics are we going to measure that are most important. This uh, 3465 is a, if we can ingrain that in people's mind, 
that that really will start to change things if we focus on those. Yep. And so I hope that we come out with a clear direction that it's not just an ad hoc. Every time we see one of these bad indicators, we jump here and to and fro. We've got to have a clear and concise plan to move Oklahoma forward because in the absence of goals, we're going to stay right where we're at right now. Right. Yeah, I would pick up from clear and concise plan because that, that's my goal here is there is – nothing that we, you know, that this working group can do that is going to just flip a switch and make everything better. Uh, at, at a minimum, we're talking about a 10-year plan here. Uh, and, and there are multiple steps, especially when you get into the complexity of uh, working with the federal government, working with the tribes, but also just the bureaucracy in Oklahoma and kind of how we have some of those things set up. Uh, we're going to have to take steps. And what I really hope is that, that at the end of this working group, we can, can put out some recommendations. You know, some of them are, are things that, you know, I want to get them done right now. Um, but a lot of them are, hey, here's where we need to go. And, yeah, this step right here we can't do today. Yeah. Uh, because we've got to do these other steps first, but we want to, we want to lay the path. We want to point in that direction, and we want to try to get there as quick as we can. But you know, one of the huge things for the marijuana working group and this group too is just showing Oklahomans that we're serious, that that we can work together with our counterparts in the House. There was a, a perception and sometimes a reality that we we were at odds with each other and fought on everything. There's going to be disagreements. There's going to be different philosophies on how to get things done. But Oklahomans need to see that their legislature is willing to work with each other yes. uh, and not bury their head on the sands on very complex issues. Uh, we are we are taking this head on, and we're going to have a plan. It's not going to be a perfect plan, but it's going to be a plan that, that uh, at least gets the majority of, of people together on it. And I think that I think it's going to be a, a beautiful thing for people to see that we can continue. That wasn't a one and done. We didn't come in and do that marijuana working group and say, you know what? We're against the House. We're against the governor. No, we're working together. The same people elected us as elected them. And we've got to serve the needs of Oklahoma above our own uh, selfish political interests. One of the one of the, one of of the the things that term limits has had some really good outcomes. There's also a, a tendency sometimes when you're in elected office, Senate four-year cycle, two-year two cycle in the House, that you think much yeah. more short-term. Yeah. You're thinking about that next election. And what I think he said was beautiful that we're – He's thinking 10. In reality, when you're talking about tobacco and diabetes and heart disease and sedentary lifestyle, you're talking a 50-year impact. Yeah. You're, you're talking about a whole generation. Wow. And I don't, want, I don't want to be guilty of thinking too small. Yeah. And I think this group uh, is going to do tremendous work in setting our, our sights on some really uh, big goals. That's awesome. Perfectly said. Perfect. Uh, conclusion to, to that conversation. First, I thank you to both of you, uh, Senator McCourney, for your hard work on the in this working group and just organizing all these meetings and, and getting everything together because this is a major issue for Oklahomans that Oklahomans are very uh, d- deeply uh, you know interested in and want to see uh, progress being made. Pro Tem, thank you so much for just your continued work and, and everything that you've had going on. So uh, Next time I want to be the special guest, but other than that, everything went well. The next thank time you. it's just you and me on the podcast, <laughs> no, no, you will be my... No. You will Senator be McCorney, star. thank you very much for your work on it. Uh, in all seriousness, I mean, the, the uh, men and women that I appointed to that are dedicated to Oklahoma and moving us forward, both the Republicans and Democrats. 
we're going to have some philosophical difference. This is next year is an election year, so yeah. people <laughs> expect fireworks and all that. And I'm I'm not naive to that. Yeah. But I think I think we can move the ball uh, considerably down the field. Love it, love yeah. it, love it. Absolutely. Well, hey guys, thank you so much again for, for just sitting and explaining this to us, uh, and thank you for listening. Uh, if you're listening at home, then this is a topic that interests you about this healthcare working group. This healthcare actually uh, their working working group meets every single week here at the state capitol, and it's actually live streamed on the Oklahoma Senate website, so people are able to actually uh, tune in and watch live. Correct, Senator? McCourt? Absolutely, you can you can watch live. So. Uh, Get in your pajamas, and I mean, today it's six hours full of fun testimony. <laughs> Perfect. Well, hey, um, guys, thank you so much again for, for tuning in. And um, if you do have any follow up questions, any uh, any questions you have on this topic, feel free to comment down below the video, and we'll be sure to answer anything you have, or feel free to reach out to us anytime. Um, guys, anything else before we sign off? I just Thank, thank the pro Tim for letting me do this and on, you know, being the special guest at uh, ne next podcast, you'll be the smartest Greg in the room. <laughs> I can only hope. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. We're going to get out of here before that. Anyway. <laughs> but Mr. McCordy, thank you very much. And we'll let you get back to your, uh, to your uh, working group here in a second. And um, thank you guys. You can follow us uh, on, uh, on our social media or on iTunes now where our podcast is available. All you have to do is go and search in iTunes, Oklahoma Senate Republicans. And feel free to subscribe to our podcast for all the latest updates. So thanks again, guys. And uh, we will see you again on our next uh, OK Senate On Deck podcast. Bye. You said the same thing I told you.